Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Cooper Boardman on WEEI. And a ground ball up the middle to second. Going to be played by Albies. Throw to first, and the ball game is over. Yoshida's streak ends, and the Red Sox drop the opener in Atlanta by a final score of 9-3. Braves got four in the first and never looked back. Okay, Red Sox review coming at you on a Tuesday night. Red Sox fall in Atlanta. You heard right there, Will Fleming on the call. 9-3, a game that was not particularly close. We'll get into it, dig into that as uh, we welcome you to it. It's Red Sox Review. You know it, you love it. 617-779-7937. The number, 617-779-7937. Text line, 37937. We'll get to those texts in a moment. They're already rolling in during the Nissan postgame show, which, uh, for whatever that's worth, I think some Sox will also talk a little bit of Celtics tonight. Uh, but but we'll start with, with, with the baseball of this. And I will say this is you could actually uh, pretty much have the same conversation in both situations. Obviously, the Celtics side of this is significantly more dire with their season on the line after tonight. But it, it did kind of stand uh, in, in a similar way to start the night where uh, about 10, 15 minutes in each of these games, you kind of knew how it was going to go. And uh, again, starting on the Red Sox side of it, this is uh, what I'll say here. Cooper Boardman here with you, by the way. Joe Braverman's inside the glass tonight on Red Sox Review. And uh, this is not an indictment on the Red Sox. This is not a, a chronic, you know, conversation about forever or anything like that. But I think you do tonight get a, a, a dose of reality in the sense that you stand up against the best team in baseball. And I know not record-wise, but... When you talk about who this team is, the pedigree, the reality that the Atlanta Braves have won championships, the reality of what their roster is, what their lineup looks like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is a reminder of how hard it is in Major League Baseball to win and how hard it is to stand up against teams like this that are so thoroughly from top to bottom complete when you look at what they can do offensively, what their pitching staff can do. I mean, the guy on the mound tonight, Charlie Morton, you would argue is probably their worst starter, and he throws 95 with a couple of plus breaking balls and went six innings, a two-run ball with seven Ks against you here tonight. And so for the Red Sox, 
having won eight in a row before the loss on Sunday to the Phillies. You have the off day. You set up. You get two in Atlanta before you come back home. It is a reminder of how far there still is to go, not only in this season, but for this team, if it wants to accomplish what it wants to accomplish. And that doesn't take away from what they've done to be sitting here at 21 and 16. I think we all would have uh, stood in a circle and, and praised the heavens if you had told us that before the season began. And that's wonderful. And the Red Sox have played great ball throughout this year. And there are a lot of things that you hope would go right that have gone right. But tonight, again, when you stare up and down and you go one through nine in the lineup for the Atlanta Braves and you look at the MVP candidate that they have in Ronald Acuna Jr. And then the other next eight, nine guys on this team offensively, it is a reminder of how hard it is to win in this sport, how hard it is at this level in baseball to, to have a, not only success in the regular season, but be a team that when you look at them, you say, oh, that's a championship team. And I, and the Braves uh, certainly were that tonight in a 9-3 loss for the Red Sox. Again, Braves they score four in the first off of Nick Pavetta, who just did not have it tonight, breaking stuff. We'll get into him a little bit. Do want to hear what he says? Do want to hear what Alex Cora says? And, and we'll, we're about to hear from Alex Cora, uh, who's standing by uh, in Atlanta. But Nick Pavetta didn't have it. He really couldn't fight his way out of it, and their lineup is too good to try to slip your way out of it on a nickel and dimer. I mean, Matt Olson is Matt Olson. That is a home run that uh, I, I do believe is still in the air, the one that he hit in the bottom half of the first inning of that game, and, and the Braves go up 4 nothing. They go up 5 nothing. Red Sox got one. You would have hoped that maybe they had been able to chip away a little bit more, but really the fourth and fifth innings, just killers. You know, you're down 5-1, you give up two, you give up one, and all of a sudden you're staring up uh, at, at at that point an 8-1 to deficit, some good chip away down down the stretch. Uh, the the pen did an all right job, obviously, uh, when you look at it with the Braves, you know, the, the total there at nine runs. But it is just a reminder, again, of what a championship team uh, looks like on the other side. So, again, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of it. Do want to dive into the Nick Pavetta stuff. Do want to dive into the Celtics as well. Uh, we'll do it all the way up until 11 tonight. It's Red Sox Review on WEEI. Call us, 617-779-7937. The text line, I'll get to those in a second. I told you, 37937. But uh, we do have Alex Cora in Atlanta, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, talking after a 9-3 loss here tonight. From the first pitch, it looked like it was a little off, right? I think it was 90. Um, he wasn't able to put guys away. Had a few bats with two strikes and didn't put them away. And, you know, it just one of those, you know, so... We move on and be ready for the next one. Haven't been too many days like this. Obviously, you've been in most uh, of these. Yeah, days. yeah, but uh, <clears throat> we have base loaded in the, in the second. Uh, we were one hit away to get back to the game. So, uh, and even in the eighth inning, you know, we pinch hit there to try to put the game closer, but it didn't happen. But uh, I think the fight and the way we're going about the business is the right way. So what have you seen from stuff wise? I mean, everything seems to be up from barrel percentage to. Everything just sort of over yeah, the last all those years. under the hood numbers, you know, you know them. But uh, he was coming from probably his best one against a tough lineup. It just happened that this is a tough lineup too. Uh, we walked a few guys. We hit Murph. 
Um, you know, they're they're tough, but you know, stuff wise we believe that he can do it, you know, just like today today was off from the first pitch. I look at the radar going, I, I think it was ninety the first fastball. I was like, Oh, you know, what's what's going on here? Then it picked up a little bit, but by that time <clears throat> it was like you guys obviously have decisions to make. I mean, can you say if Nickel make his, his next start? Yeah, he's starting Tuesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin got his uh, 300th career double. Just what he's meant to this team and the sort of stability he gives you at that spot? The consistency throughout his career. There's a guy that, uh, you know, um, I know people talk about the Mets, but there were other teams that gave up on him before, right? And uh, he worked his craft uh, in between New York and L.A., and and found it similar to JD, right? Like they work so hard in the cage and try to find their swing, and you know they reinvented themselves and they became great big leaguers. And um, you know the way he goes about it is is, is fun to watch. Very likable guy, uh, smart, you know, and and loves the the game, you know. So um, I remember talking to him in in San Diego in the suite. You know, we, we were talking about certain guys, and it didn't happen, and, and he was right there for us. And it took a while, but, uh, you know, both we both decided that this was good for us, you know, and it was good for him. And uh, I know he's enjoying it, and uh, you know, he's going to keep putting good at bats, he's going to keep grinding, and he's going to keep helping, helping us to win games. Alex, you said Nick's going to start Tuesday. Have you made any other decisions in terms of rotation? Or? No, I mean, we got Thursday off, so it, it's like who's pitching is how. Pivera Bello against Seattle. Okay, no, I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's where we at. That's where we at, yeah. Yeah. Alex, score there. A little little testy there at the end. Not too bad, but uh, it is about, you know, figuring out what this rotation is going to be like, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit there. Uh, Again, Red Sox review here with you. Cooper Boardman, 617-779-7937. The number, 379-37. On a frustrating night for Sox and Celtics and Boston and uh, all of the above. But, uh, man, you you look at it from the Red Sox side of things here tonight, and I I, want to talk about Nick Pavetta in a second because I I think that that is probably the biggest takeaway from the night as the Red Sox get into those situations. But I, I just... Just to go back for a moment and just talk about the the Atlanta Braves and, and this team that you have on the other side. And, and the Red Sox have won eight of their last ten, and it is roses right now, all things considered, from where they were at the beginning of the year to being swept by the Pirates from that moment to where we are sitting right now at 21-16. and 16, You know, obviously looking up at the division, but the division is obviously outstanding and all of that. But it is a reminder that there are not a lot of teams – that can win a championship. And that is kind of where you walk in. And again, the Red Sox, it is, it is May the 9th, and, and maybe it doesn't fully matter right this moment, but the Braves, the team in that other dugout, and they are you know tried and true, A, have done it, and B, look like a team that can do it again. They are the class of the National League as it stands, and we'll see as the Dodgers really start to pick it up here, what that looks like. But it it, it is, you know, like... Think about the the American League last year. I know the Red Sox weren't in that conversation, but who who were the American League playoffs in in 2022 that the Astros were so much better than? You had the Rays and the Guardians. Guardians won that series over that Rays team that could not hit, and now obviously in 2023 has hit. The Yankees and the Guardians, the Yankees won that series. The Yankees were swept by, by the Astros. They were never in that series. The Blue Jays and the Mariners were on the other side of that. Uh, Seattle won that series, played the Astros as tough as anyone, took them to a, a game that seemed like it would never end last year, and got swept by the Astros. 
And so the point here is, if we're going to put the Astros and the Braves and teams like this, and the Dodgers certainly, and the Padres have played their way into that conversation and all the signings that they have, the, the top teams, those teams that do it consistently, those teams that are, are, are not just a little bit better than everybody else, but when it really does matter, both in the regular season and, of course, in the postseason, kind of like the 76ers tonight, honestly, the teams that are capable of turning it up to another gear. And for the Red Sox, this is awesome. This is 8 out of 10. This is a team that all of a sudden is you know is one of the best hitting teams in baseball, is one of the better bullpens in baseball, is still figuring out its starting rotation, and there's plenty of time to do it. It's just a reminder tonight, nothing more, not an indictment on this team, but just a reminder of the measuring stick that this truly is, that the, who the Atlanta Braves are at 25 and 11 with the lineup that they have, that... For the Atlanta Braves, it's not about a 10-game stretch. It's not about an 8-game stretch. It's not about a one-month stretch. It's about a year and what they can do in the postseason in, by the way, doing it in one of the best divisions in baseball. And for the Red Sox tonight, it's a, it's a small dose of reality. And the best part is, you look at it tomorrow, you got Brian Bayo on the mound. He's got some of the best stuff uh, in this rotation. A kid that you feel like is really trying to pitch his way into a rotation right now. That's going to come out with some fire, and your lineup has been, uh, you know, had eight hits tonight and got on base plenty. Just couldn't, you know, contend with the big swings that we saw from Atlanta. And I think, again, it, it does still stand. And again, just a reminder tonight as you think about it. And I, I think, you know, in the end, this is not some big negative or some big black mark. It's just a reminder, just a reminder of of how hard it is to win once again. Uh, for the Red Sox. All right, switching gears here. Red Sox review, 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. Cooper Boardman here with you. we got Joe Braverman as well. Inside the glass, taking you up till 11 p.m. Uh, Nick Pavetta and, and just what you heard there from Alex Cora. And it's it's frustrating for a few reasons because, uh, you know, from a team perspective, it's like, I just need a little bit of something. Like, I just need a little bit more consistency from from Nick Pavetta, from this starting rotation, from all of the above. You know, it's and he's got plus breaking balls, curveball, slider, all that stuff has been really good. Uh, coming off his best outing against the Blue Jays. And then tonight he comes out and it's doesn't have a feel of the breaking stuff. And A, for the way he pitches, a, a, a stuff, like plus stuff kind of guy, for the way he pitches, it's not it, that it just doesn't really work, and it's hard for him to uh, how would you say get out of situations like that because he just doesn't have the maybe the kind of leeway with pitchability around it. And then on top of all of that, against the Braves lineup that you know is who they are, uh, man, it it was difficult and it, it was hard to watch at points here tonight. It's not who he's going to be, but it is interesting. He will make his next start. They already said that. It's almost, it's almost like tonight he locked up his spot to possibly get moved to the bullpen because that's like the looming question of like when Paxton and Whitlock are ready to come back, like who are the, the guys that are out? Yeah, and, and they might not even have to do that if they decide to option somebody, but it's it's just like you you want somebody to, I think even more than, than him taking himself into the bullpen, like don't you just want somebody to reach out and grab it? Like don't you want to, you want three days in a row where you're like, all right, well, these guys are pitching well enough to stay in the rotation. That's how I want to feel, right? I mean, it would be nice for a starter to get a consistent, you know, six or seven innings out there, and it's been hard to do. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Red Sox fall 9-3. to Celtics, you know it, fell 115-103. Uh, I said we'll take Sox. I said we'll take Celtics. Uh, I believe we've got Celtics here. Uh, Dan in Westfield. Little Joe Missoula. Dan, you are you are on the air on uh, whatever kind of night this is tonight in Boston. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not a great one. Uh, can you hear me well? Yeah, I got you loud and kind of clear. Oh, uh, that's perfect. Yeah, I was just at the game. I mean, it was like a children's show over there. Especially more for three. Oh my god! Is that honestly the the most thing I'm pissed about is Missoula's coaching. That that's terrible. Honestly, like the two games, the first and at least um, the last game, the second to last. Um, that's his fault that we lost. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. He used to step it up big time with those timeouts and everything else. Yeah, Dan, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the tenor here is is frustrating. And, and, you know, there are two things here. So I think from, from you know, what we saw the other day in, in game four and, and, you know, the timeout, like, obviously, if we could all go back in time, you, you call a timeout and you, you do it again. And you, you do it twice. But, uh, you know, and he said it. He came out and said, like, I, I should have called the timeout. I, I have respect for that. Obviously, he can't go back and change it and all of that. I mean, tonight, I don't, I don't really know, and I get it. Like, he's a coach. You got to put it on somebody, all this. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to do on a night where you get to 103. I don't know how you coach your way out of 40% from the field. I don't know how you coach your way out of 32% from three, which, oh, by the way, is a much better number than it actually was. It got, you know, it added on a little bit late out of all of that. I don't know how you how you coach your way out of a 3-for-11 shooting performance from three from Jason Tatum. I don't know how you coach your way out of Al Horford not making a shot tonight from the field. I just, I, I, again, this was, this was a, a player situation here in my mind. They just I, didn't, at least from what I saw, they just didn't have it from the jump. Even though they, like, were somewhat in it in that first quarter, had a little bit of a lead, but they just, they didn't have it from the jump. And I think when you're talking about all those missed shots, because it's the players, it gets into their head and it makes them not try as hard on defense, I guess, if it affects that defensive performance. I think it's a fair I think it's a fair assessment. And the Sixers tonight, I mean, they they slowed it. They played the game that they that they dreamed of playing. And they're a good team and, and they were gonna play a good game at some point in this series, a great game in this series. And the the problem was is it coincided with the, the Celtics worst game of this series and the worst game of this postseason, And uh, frankly, one of their worst games of this season. And it, and it just can't happen uh, in this moment. And I, I just, again, I don't know, you know, how you, how you fix it. I, I don't know if, you know, we said it with the Bruins, like, okay, well, just win six and seven. It'll be fine. And you know, this is what happens. And it, it's just, you put yourself in a position like this and man, it is brutal. You, you're just, and there's, the problem is is now, right? So we're going to sit here for the next, it's uh, 10.39 Eastern time here on Tuesday night. So you got two days, right? So for like 48 hours, it's just going to fester. We're just going to sit here and we're going to hear it here. We're going to hear it all around. You're going to hear it on Twitter. You're going to read it. You're going to get your push notification. Oh, trust me. Every show tomorrow here on WEI is going to... Just as it should it's going to be, be right? so depressing. And, and it's, yeah, I guess I'm kicking off the train right here, but like, that's the thing. And is this team one that is going to be able to answer that call? I don't know. The only way to find out is when it happens. But 
you know, again, for, for Al Horford tonight, not to score, to be one of the best three-point shooters in the league and not to score tonight. <sighs> you look like you want to say something. Say there, I was just going to say there is an optimistic side of that, but I'll get to it on the break because I do think there is a little bit of of not not like positive energy, but, you know, it's not the end of the world positivity. Like, yeah, it sucks. They probably, you know, they definitely should have won game one. They definitely should have won game four. And you didn't have to be in this position in game five. You'd still have a little bit of that flexibility. But there is something that I do feel a little bit good about heading into uh, Thursday night. All right. Braverman's got your tease right there. I'll get you to the break. And when we come back, he'll tell you what that is. We'll also wrap you up on some Red Sox stuff as well. All going along, this is, I guess, technically speaking, Red Sox review right here on WEEI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And the 76ers get a win for the second time in the series on the road, Reggie. And to me, this was a signature playoff moment for Joel Embiid, who has struggled and his teams have struggled in the conference semifinals. And now he has a chance to go home and put to bed a team that has been a nemesis for the Sixers throughout their historic time in this NBA. No one knows what it's like to be the bad Oi. man. Oi. takeaway tonight. To Oi. Celtics lose, Red Sox lose. It's Red Sox review. Cooper Boardman with Joe Braverman's inside the glass. W-E-E-I. Oh, man, yes. Rain on the window pane. Joel Embiid, 33 tonight to go along with seven boards. How many blocks? Four? I counted five. They got four in the box. A lot. And this was the kind of night it was. Uh, really across the board, uh, Joe, but we, we, we got about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes here. You, you said there there was a positive for if I'm a Celtics fan. So uh, I'm begging you. Well, there's not, there's not a positive from this game, but I'm just talking about from the future of the playoffs is that I think this is a team that plays better when they have their backs against the wall. And I was texting with a buddy during the game, like once the game got out of reach in the fourth quarter, shout out Ben. He said that the same thing happened last year. Down 3-2, they lose a heartbreaker at the Garden to Milwaukee. Game six, they go to Milwaukee. Kind of close. Fourth quarter, Jason Tatum comes alive. 46, they win. And then you saw it later on. They went to Game 7. They won the Game 7 and got all the way to the finals. So there is that to take away from that. Obviously, I know the team is different this year than it is from last year. But I I see when this team has like a purpose and something to play for, they play a little bit better. So that's just that's my viewpoint on the whole I would situation. argue it's the only time they play really well, honestly. I, I really like I, I I would and it's great when they do it. This is the best team in basketball on paper. On it, I mean, there's no question about it. You know, and I know the Lakers are playing better. And I know you know the Warriors theory, although you know they might not be here for much longer. 
I know what Phoenix is, uh, you know, Denver, whatever. But I, I don't think there's really any question. The Celtics are the best team in basketball on paper. And so to be sitting here at this point and looking at what we're looking at and, and, and watching what we watch tonight, which is in no way indicative of a team that is uh, close to the phrase best team in basketball. It's just infuriating. The callers have, you know, have, have chalked that up, but man, it just, it just didn't, didn't feel like, I think what's frustrating most, mostly, and, and we'll see what happens in the next couple of days. And it was even this way a little bit in the Atlanta series. I know it's hard, right? I mean, ask the bucks how it is, but uh, it just doesn't feel like it needs to be this way. It feels like this team is capable of, of, of that gear and turning that switch or whatever you want to call it. They just haven't done it. And, and and I think that's what's most frustrating. And you give one away in game four, you get, you know, it's not like Philly's not a good team. I mean, they won 54 games in the regular season. They were going to have a performance like this at some point in the postseason. They were certainly going to have it, you know, in, in a series that means as much as it did, as you heard right there to Joel Embiid and this team. But for the Celtics not not to be in the building with them, not to not to stand on the stage with them, it just it blows your mind. It's just it's it just you don't you just don't understand it. So I don't know. We'll see. And again, over the next couple couple of days, it's all going to fester a little bit, and it'll be very interesting to see the response internally and externally. And uh, in Philadelphia, and, and are we going to see another game in Boston? I think that is, that is, of course, is the question we're all asking. I don't know. Uh, Red Sox Review, Cooper Boardman here with you. you got Joe Braverman with you. This is still Red Sox Review. We've, Can uh, I just ask you really, really yeah. quick? I don't mean to interrupt. I'm looking Always on interrupt. the screen, and I see Brian Mata said he left the game for precautionary reasons. I know you're, you're yeah, a Worcester I'm, guy. I'm dialed in. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I will say that. I have, I have no idea. And, um, yeah, he had been. At, what I do know this is at at ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, you know, earlier in the game, let's say I I actually just had the video sent to me of of what happened. It wasn't like he he was hurt in any significant way or anything like that. It was just he threw a pitch and he kind of waved his arm and it was kind of like okay. And they came out and they talked to him. But just to be clear, like from a AAA perspective, and you know I'm dialed in, like you know in Worcester and everything. It, no matter what it is. If one of your top pitching prospects has a has a hangnail or like you know like anything, he's going to come out of the game. And that's not to say that this is anything or that it isn't something or anything. I'm just that's that's the situation because you protect obviously the guys that are important to you. Um, so some apparent discomfort. I will uh, I, I, again. We'll learn more over the next 24 hours. I promise I'll come back to you tomorrow night on Red Sox Review with some legit Brian Mata news. But that's what I know. That's what I got for you uh, here tonight. Uh, also remind you, uh, Will Fleming and Rob Bradford will have, have you on the Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself today. Shop NissanUSA.com. Sox are a wagon right now. They, won, uh, they had won eight, nine out of ten, eight out of ten. I, always, I get confused because the Red Sox and the Sox have won so much of late tonight on Red Sox Review and um, you know from the Red Sox perspective tonight as we as we wrap it up and again if you got a couple you got to get it under the wire here uh, 617-779-7937 text line is 37937 and you know somebody does make the point Sixers shot 60% that's probably not going to happen again I agree with that but now you got to hope they don't shoot 60% twice that's the problem 
that's what you're staring up at. It's not to say that that's, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but you, you certainly don't want to be in this situation. From the Red Sox perspective tonight, uh, a loss against against the Atlanta Braves. I, I think, you know, I'll just give you kind of my quick takeaways because we got a couple of minutes here. Um, one, you know, for Nick Pavetta, we've long talked about him as a high stuff guy. Like the, the, the he's got uh, stuff that grades out better than his results, which is a compliment. I know it kind of seems a little backwards there, but it, you know, he, his ERA generally has been, you know, fours ish in his career over the last few years. He's had wonderful moments. Obviously the postseason a couple of years ago will, will resonate in the minds of Red Sox fans and Red Sox nation for a very long time. But You see tonight what can happen when he's facing a really good lineup and he doesn't have outstanding feel of some of the breaking stuff. And I think this is where, you know, this is his next step where it's finding a way. Yeah, like tonight the stuff was flat, right? Alex Gore said it. The first fastball he threw was right around 90. So it's not like he had the the best life uh, that he's had. It's not like he's had the best, you know, breaking stuff that he's had. But it's finding a way that this isn't, Damage that it's not slug on the other side, that it's not five runs over the first couple of innings that all of a sudden you're staring up at seven earned uh, in his outing and, and you've lost the game. How do you think Bayo does against this lineup I think it, tomorrow? I, I'm telling you, I, I'm going big day for Brian Bayo tomorrow. I think you're looking at a guy who is trying to prove in, a, in what is, we're kind of in a competition situation here. He's a big-time competitor. He's got great stuff. He's got a wonderful opportunity in front of him. And I think taking the mound, saying, if I can go out there and shove, like with the mindset of they're not going to be able to send me down, I think is a fun place to be. I think the Red Sox like that, too. So would you call it biggest start of his young career so far? Oh, gosh. Uh, Sure. Yeah, why not? He's fighting for a roster spot. You just said it. it. Yeah. No, against. You just said the best, one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, especially for this team. Like you want to go beat one of the best teams in baseball. Red Sox are off to such a wonderful start. This team's been playing so great. I know tonight's a little bit of an anomaly and all that, but yeah. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, Got to get out of here. That's what the music means. Uh, but appreciate you uh, as always for for tuning in. Joe Braverman inside the glass. Cooper Boardman saying so long. This has been Red Sox review right here on Weei. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.